Okay. We are on Tuesday's portion of Parsha, double combined Parsha of Tetraya Mitzvah. And we're discussing here the various signs of the Ras, of the spiritual skin disease, a physical expression of a spiritual issue. So we begin here. We're in chapter 13. We're up to verse 40. And it's a combined Torah portion. So we're sort of toward the end of Parshas Tazriya. And we're going to, on Wednesday, conclude Tazriya and begin with Torah. As happens every time there's a combined portion. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday is the first portion. Wednesday is the end of the first and the beginning of the second. Then Thursday, Friday, and Shabbos is the rest of the second. So if the hair of a man falls out, he is bald at the back of the head. He is pure. Meaning, we were just discussing at the end of Monday these various skin, spiritual skin diseases, the rust diseases of the hair, the hair of the beard. And this person is not being judged that way because he doesn't have hair on the back of his head. So he wouldn't be judged by the signs that we discussed of where there's hair. So is it possible for him to get saras in the back of his head? Yeah. But then it would be like any other flesh of his body. Those would be the signs we'd be looking for and not the signs associated with places of hair because he's bald. And if his hair falls out toward his face, he is frontally bald. He is pure. So, the previous verse spoke of someone who is bald toward the back of his head. Now we're talking about from the crown of the head where it slopes towards the face. That's this frontal baldness, including the temples on both sides. And it would be the same law. And if in the posterior or frontal baldness, there shall be a reddish-white affliction, there's an eruption of Sarah on the posterior or frontal baldness. So here, he has not, as we discussed yesterday, the signs of Sarah of the hair, but the signs of Sarah of the skin, a whitish, reddish affliction. The coin, the priest shall look at it and behold, there is this saras affliction that is reddish white in this posterior frontal baldness, like the appearance of saras on the skin of the flesh. Meaning, as we're saying, this affliction looks like it could look if it was on your finger or on your toe. In other words, it's exactly what we described by previously in this toe portion, the regular saras that we have, there are four different shades of white that would be considered saras. We have a series of two weeks to determine if the person's impure. We have everything that we discussed with regular saras and not like the saras of uh, inflammation or a burn which have similar laws that they're judged in warm week as versus regular tsaras, which is two. Not like the tsaras we spoke of on the hair, which don't have this idea of these four types of whiteness. There are other signs for it. So this tsaras is like the 
expanded saras of the regular skin. He is a person with saras. He is impure. The kohen, the priest, shall make him impure. His affliction is upon his head. And this person, his affliction is on his head, as all the laws of the person has the wrath, as it's going to say, and the person with wrath in whom there is affliction, his garment shall be rent, the hair of his head shall be unshorn, he shall cloak himself to his mustache, he is to call it impure, impure. So everything here is a true for everyone that has the wrath of any type, these four conditions. He has to be going with these torn clothing. His hair has to grow long. He has to be walking around like the mourner. And he has to call out impure, impure. Everyone should know and keep away from him. And even though we're saying these four aspects in terms of a person who is found to have staras on the bald parts of his head, but this is true for everyone that has staras. They have to have these four expressions of their staras. All the days that he afflicts upon him, he shall remain impure. He is impure. He shall stay in isolation. He shall be outside the camp. So when it says he shall stay in isolation, what this means is everyone who is impure has to leave the camp. It, that was what the previous phrase applied. But by saying he shall stay in isolation, it means the other people that are impure are not allowed to stay with him. Some people say this means other people that are impure, like people that have contact with the dead, are not going to stay with this person. Now, others understand Rashi's comment to mean all the people that have saras. In other words, if there were three people that had saras, they can't be together. Each one of them has to be in isolation. And Rashi explains because one of the reasons for saras is delicious talk against another person. So your talk separated people. But you also have to be separated. You have to be outside the camp, outside the three camps, meaning in the desert, the Jews had three camps. The place of the tabernacle was the camp of the divine presence. Around this was the camp of the Levites. And around that was the camp of all the rest of the Jews. And the person with Torah had to be outside all three camps. If there be Torah's affliction in a garment, in a woolen garment or a linen garment, or in the warp, or in the wolf of the linen, or the wool, or in leather, or in anything fashioned of leather. So we could be talking here about raw leather, leather that's not fashioned into a garment, or leather that is fashioned into a garment or into a vessel, and the affliction shall be deep green or deep red in the garment of the or the leather, the warp or the wolf. Or in any leather utensil, it is the Rasa affliction they shown to the priest. So notice, if you're following all the different situations here, there are different colors based on different situations. Like, for example, 
we didn't discuss this today, but previously in the Torah portion, it says that if someone has saras in the skin, the hair is going to be white. If someone has saras in the hair, the hair is going to be yellow. If someone has saras in the regular skin, the colors of saras are going to be this whitish-reddish. Here, in leather or wool or linen, the colors that show saras are these deep, the greenest of green and the reddest of red. Priest shall look at the affliction. He shall close off the affliction for a seven-day period. So he looks at it and he puts it aside for seven days. He shows look at the affliction on the seventh day. If the affliction has spread in the garment or in the warp or in the wolf or in the leather, whatever purpose love has been fashioned, the affliction is a degenerative tzeras. It is impure. So the word here in Hebrew is mameres, which in the simple word relates to a piercing thorn. And on a deeper level, Mameris is related to the word uh, curse. As if to put a curse on it, not to enjoy any benefit from this garment. So in other words, in the simple interpretation, Mameris connotes this piercing thorn, this pain. Because the Tsaras, like a thorn, is causing pain to the owner of the garment because he can't use the garment now. On this deeper level, we're relating it to the word for curse. He shall burn the garment or the warp or the wolf of the wool or of the linen or of any leather utensil in which the affliction may be, for it is a degenerative saras that shall be burnt in fire. So this is what you have to do here. And again, um, simply it means this material, the wool, the linen, whatever it is, has to be burnt. It shall be burnt in fire. Nothing else has to be burnt. We're not burning also based on the way that the verse is worded. You might think we're saying we're supposed to bring flax and, and wool and burn it with the afflicted garment. No, it, the garment, should be burnt in fire. We don't, it doesn't require anything to be burnt with it. But if that's what it means, and you're not burning, you're not bringing extra wool and flax to burn with it, why does it say it this way, in the wool, in the linen, as if it's implying bring more wool and linen to burn with it. So actually by saying in the wool or in the linen is to exclude the borders of the afflicted garment if they're of a different textile. Meaning if you have this garment, which is in the wool or in the linen of the garment, there's a saras, and on the border is a different type of textile, uh, cotton, let's say for example, you can remove the border before you burn the garment. Now of course nowadays, Clothing is so uh, relatively cheap, and we're not going to like say, "Oh, I'm going to cut off this cotton border because I'm just going to burn the the skirt." But I, I might as well save the border. Like Tess said, be ridiculous. But in previous times, in these biblical times, you know, you you want to save whatever you can from this material. So if it's of a different material and not of the wool or the linen, we're saying no. Only the wool and the linen has to be burned, but you could remove that border material. It was wool trimmed with leather, and the wool has a saras, not the leather. You can save the leather, and you don't have to burn it when you're burning the wool or the linen. Now, this is all, remember, if the saras, this spiritual skin affliction here afflicting the garment spreads after the seven-day period. But if the priest shall look, and behold, the affliction has not spread in the garment or the warp or the wool or in any leather utensil, 
who shall command, they shall wash that which contains the affliction, and shall close them for a second seven-day period. So here, we're going to check, because it doesn't spread. Um, let's see. We might not have to burn this. We might be able to save the garment. So when it says to wash the garment that contains the affliction, Raj explains the reason for this wording is I might think I just washed the place of the affliction. But it says that which contains the affliction, which might mean I actually washed the entire garment, but we don't have to do that either. Rashi says wash part of the garment along with the affliction, meaning if it meant just to wash the affliction, it should have just said they should wash the affliction. And then I would know it's just the afflicted part and nothing else. If it said they should wash the entire garment, then I would not have to wash the entire garment. But it didn't say either of these things. It said they shall wash that which contains the affliction, which implies more than just the affliction, but not the entire garment, because it doesn't say wash the garment. It just says wash the, that which contains the affliction. So how I fulfill this entire complexity of the verse is I don't have to wash the whole garment, but I have to wash more than the afflicted part. I have to wash the afflicted part plus more of the garment. And that is as far as today's portion goes. And then we continue tomorrow to find out what happens after the seven days. And just to give a little heads up for people that are curious, um, if after seven days, it looks exactly the same as it looked originally. It's considered impure, meaning it didn't spread, but it didn't lessen. So it still has to be burnt on this garment. But if after those seven days, that deep red or deep green color is growing dimmer after it was washed, you can just take off that part where those colors are and... If it doesn't appear again, you can use it. But if it does come back again, then you have to burn it.